Hey, what's up, Get Geekish fans? I'm Bino, it's Derek over there, and it's time for another podcast! Woo! It is the, the season of giving, you know, it's you know November, which the Thanksgiving season, which is not celebrated everywhere, but United States, Canada, Granada, St. Lucia, Liberia. Thanksgiving, a big deal of people getting together and showing thanks for things, and usually those feasts, uh, those giving thanks times, are accompanied by big feasts, so... We wanted to talk a little about some of the, the fictional food, because I don't know if you can tell by my waistline, I really enjoy food. <laughs> and there's a lot of moments that have happened in movies and cartoons that food comes onto the screen, and you really, 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 really wish you could try it. I, I feel like the, the one to get out of the way that pretty much starts this argument for us is the feast from Hook. Oh, my God. The, the imaginary Lost Boys feast when they finally open his, his mind and sees all the food on the table and the, the big bowls of brightly colored, like, was it frosting or whatever it is? Whatever it is, it looks ph- phenomenal, and that's one of the ones. And you're right; that's that sticks with you, and it's always been one of those ones. It looks delicious, and then you know they grab the big old turkey legs and just go into town. And you're just like, oh, that looks so good. But um, and I gotta say, I I feel like I wish I could go to a fan, uh, Thanksgiving Day feast like that, where they have the food fight at the end. Mm-hmm. I've never been to any kind of Thanksgiving feast where a food fight would have been an acceptable thing to happen. Like, it would have ended in spankings and screamings and people getting thrown out of the house and family members not talking to each other for years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that, you know that was a pain to, to clean up, too. So, um, another one is, like, I don't know why. And the animation's not even that great, but I don't know why. The pizza from Ninja Turtles always just for whatever reason on the cartoon i'm sitting there watching I'm like that looks good and like i like pepperoni pizza but it's not my favorite but for whatever reason when they drew the pepperoni pizza on there it's good or like the lasagna from garfield i don't know it's just see here's my beef you're, t- you're talking about ninja turtles pizza from the cartoon show yeah but all the pizzas in the cartoon shows were like cocoa puffs and ranch dressing and sardines and like uh, like every crazy weird topping you'd imagine throwing on a pizza that looked good to you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just, like <laughs> I'm talking about like I'm talking about like when you know when it was the pepperoni pizza or like the cheese pizza, not with all the weird stuff. Okay, so just regular. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing too is like you know you look at like the snacks from Scooby Doo for whatever reason. I'm not going to eat a sandwich that's, you know, this long with all the ingredients, but, like, when it's on the screen, you're like... Yeah, Shaggy's sandwiches, he may... You you always wanted to wish you could try them, but... Right? I, so I, I don't know. I, I realize I might be jaded against the Ninja Turtles ones, too, not not just because of the toppings, but that just jogged a strange memory I had of... It had to been elementary school time, but I had some Ninja Turtles scratch and sniff stickers. Mm. And they had the pizza sticker. And... I kid you not, that scratch and sniff pizza sm- sticker smelled like vomit left outside in the sun for three weeks. <laughs> it was one of the worst smells I've ever had in my life. And I smelled it, and my I, I felt like my room smelled like that for a week after the fact. It was I awful. Just, so every time I see the, the cartoon Ninja Pizza, I'm like, oh, yeah, that smell. Yeah, no, you're right. The they. Hmm. <laughs> no you're right well the thing is too is like you know with the 
like with shows like SpongeBob or something like that with the Krusty Krab too. Again, it's just the way it's drawn makes it look good, or the, like the rack of ribs from the Flintstones. <laughs> I don't know why, but like you're always like, this looks pretty good. This looks pretty good. I, but, I, uh, I I've never had an urge to find a what do they call it? Krabby cake, Krabby burger, Krab- Krabby patty, Krabby patty. Yeah. There, there's a lot of words that go together that I don't I mean, you know, me and seafood don't get along together. So. I was going to say, you and seafood don't get along at all, so <laughs> uh, it, that's okay. Yeah. There is one beverage I would love to try from, from Fictional World. It was the, the Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay, that's what I, that's what I was assuming. But. Yes, the, the guide refers to it as the best drink in existence, with its effects similar to having your brain smashed out by a slice of lemon wrapped around a large gold brick. And there's many drink recipes that claim to be the Pan Galactic Girl Blaster, even a few nerdy bars that have had things like that, but they taste nothing like getting your brains smashed by a slice of lemon wrapped around a brick. So that actually existed? Sign me up. I don't know. I mean, what? There's the there's some of the, you know, adios drinks that we've had in our youth that I don't know if we could handle now. But uh, that you took it, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Where am I? What?" Yeah, the short answer is no. Could not handle that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but would try. We would try heartily. When I don't know why too, but like the what was it? The bread from Lord of the Rings, the oh, elven the bread, Lambus bread. Yeah, that's, isn't that a real thing? Yeah, it is. But for whatever reason, you know, if you see it in real life, you're like, eh. But like in the, in the movie, you're like, I want to try it. It has that that mysticism to it, right? I think that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, you look, you watch Harry Potter, right? You see the butterbeer. You're like, oh, yeah. And yeah, we've had some good butterbeer in real life, but. It's not it's actually the, magic. It's yeah, right? That's it's, the problem. And it's, <laughs> it's the chocolate frogs, too. We've had them in real life, but it's not the. It's seeing it, and it's not, it doesn't have the mysticism behind it. Doesn't have that that magic behind it. So every, and that's every, just every, like every flavor beans. Ugh, <laughs> I'm I'm traumatized from those. But that's just like the blue milk too from Star Wars. You can make it yourself, and you're like, oh yeah, it's milk. <laughs> yeah, but you're yeah. not you're not squeezing out of a large mammal's <laughs> reptilian mammal. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a little that's a little weird. But, I, I will uh, give one though. If you're going to old old school cartoon shows that had food that is looks way better than it probably should, it's the honey that Pooh Bear always got out of trees. All right, his jars of honey looked amazing. Like, well, I, I, have, the, you, have you ever seen honey when people go out there? Like, fresh out of hive honey doesn't necessarily look the greatest. Mm-mm. When we get honey, we have it, and it's usually what they call purified and run through some things and it looks nice and nice and pretty but the fresh fresh super wild honey it doesn't do much for the looks but that stuff that Winnie the Pooh he was all grumbly in his tumbly for I got a little grumbly in my tumbly too not gonna lie well the thing is too and it's just I don't know if anybody else is like this if I'm watching something like even a sitcom and they're eating something or, you know, and it's the it's the subliminal messages type of thing where they're eating it or they're drinking a Coke or a Pepsi and you're like, oh, that sounds really good right now. And then you end up getting it. About. Yeah, right. <laughs> you end up getting it and it's just it. It doesn't meet that satisfaction that you actually thought you needed. And that's the thing is, too, is like I'm not a big alcohol drinker, but man, shows make hard alcohol look so good. Like whiskey and, you know, they're getting whiskey in the rocks. They're like, yeah, drinking it like, you know, it's apple juice on the show, right? But mm-hmm. in life, they're sitting there drinking it. You're like, yeah. So, you know, I have some 
every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. And then I'll pour it, and I'm like, this was a bad idea. <laughs> I, I don't know why I wanted this, but it's weird how shows get me like that, and where I'm sitting, I'm like, mm, yeah, that does that sounds good. And it's exactly the same thing with Winnie the Pooh is that honey looks so good. And I remember being a kid watching Winnie the Pooh and going to my grandma. She had a little bear-shaped honey thing. And I'd be like, ah, and then, nope, mm-mm. Yeah, <laughs> the bear's crazy. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things that do that that, you uh, you know, I was reading through a few blogs as we were talking about this idea to start the show out there. A lot of people that don't realize that some quote-unquote fictional foods are actually foods they just didn't know existed. But right. <laughs> interesting to read some of those posts from people and just question their education. Um, but like Ratatouille and the Ratatouille that was made in it. In that movie, it made it look like amazing. You know, everyone in the movie was in love with Ratatouille and the way it looked. And lots of people said, I want to try Ratatouille. Well, Ratatouille was pretty much a, you know, it was not a classy meal. It was Mm -mm. leftovers and make do with whatever's there. But for some reason, it gives us a little bit of mysticism just because of the way it was in the movie. Same thing with uh, Princess and the Frog and Tiana's beignets. That's actual pastries you can go buy. There's a uh, Louisiana kitchen just downtown that you can go buy beignets from. They're tasty, but... In the movie, some of you think that they are, oh, these are like the best desserts ever made. I have to try them. I mean, it's fried dough with some powdered sugar. <laughs> what, what, it's funny you bring that up. What, oh God, what was it? There was a movie or something where they were like talking about food on it, right? And they're saying, oh, it's so good. It's this, this, this. It's so delicious. And then I remember actually finding it and eating it. I was sorely disappointed. I don't know which one you're thinking of, but I have one that exact same line of thinking. What shawarma? No, I actually, I actually, actually I, no, but I, I did, I did want to get shawarma after watching the end of Avengers, uh, and I think I did actually. <laughs> uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the old animated version of it, and the Turkish delights that the Snow oh. Queen gives the little boy. Yeah. They talked about that, and the way she said it stuck with me because it like irked me the way that they said the words Turkish delight. But I really wanted to try it because that kid ate it and it looked like it was like the kid version of cocaine that was healthy for you. Like he just, you know, I mean, he stepped over his own brothers and sisters just to get a few more pieces of it. Like literally threw him out of the bus to death to get more Turkish delight. And I never knew what it was because in the cartoon it was just like you couldn't really see what it was. Finally, 35 years later in my life, went to a little cafe that had some desserts. Lo and behold... Oh, we've got Turkish delights. No bleeping way. I'm, give me a bag. Give me a bag. Get out there and try it. Like, oh, that's that's it, huh? They're not good. Some, I mean, in my opinion, some powdered they're not sugar good. around some old Jello. Like, <laughs> oh god, dude. I don't, I, see, I, I don't know. I, what I, it, I love gummies and jelly type treats, but for some I reason, too, the Turkish but... delights were just like, eh, okay. I think I had the same thing. I think it was a uh, maybe. It wasn't from *Lion, the Witch, and the Road Wardrobe*, but I remember hearing about Turkish delights, and I mm-hmm. remember I got them at like holiday season last year, I think, or two years ago. Same thing, you know. Years later in my life, I'm finally trying it, and I remember opening up and going, "This is weird," and then taking a bite, going, "This is not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a letdown. This is this is not delightful at all." Yeah, we're actually uh, letting the little one. She's she's getting really excited. She's watching a lot of YouTubers and stuff now. And 
they start having these other things. She wants to go try stuff, which is great because a lot of times kids don't necessarily want to try new foods. But every time she sees one of these people that she likes watching try a weird, strange food and they love it, all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I've got to go try that. So there's now a sushi addict on there. Uh, we've eaten more ramen and Chinese foods and Thai food in the last three months than I can even wrap my head around. And the next thing is she wants to make Canadian stuffing. What's Canadian stuffing? Well, one of the YouTubers she watches, uh, Athmau or something like that, which probably a big deal, but I'm too old to get it. Um, <laughs> they're from Canada, and they made a Canadian Thanksgiving dinner, so they made a big deal, but they're having Canadian Thanksgiving, so they had a recipe. So she's been talking for a week about making her Canadian stuffing. She's never had stuffing before. I hate stuffing, so I've never made it. Um, so she's got all these things and wants to go make it, and I, I wonder if it's going to be that letdown moment or whether it's going to be really, really good. <laughs> What's the difference between Canadian stuffing and, and American stuffing? They happen to be Canadian when they were making it. <laughs> That's it? So it's well, just stuffing? Well, it's it's a stuffing mix. They, they uh, caramelize some chopped up garlic and then chop up some onions and caramelize them in the pan and then throw a bunch of stuffing mix in with some cream and butter and saute it and then... That's it's not too different. It's just like doctored up stovetop, but they made it. They they have that moment. It's it's not quite fictional because it's just YouTubers, but they made this meal, and I've got a little one in my house that is now super ecstatic about trying it and has these high hopes of how this stuffing is going to be the greatest thing on earth. Have a backup of poutine ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta love poutine. Well, that's another thing is I remember seeing poutine on. Whoa, oh my gosh, what was it? Uh, was it the Rick Moranis Canadian movie or some '80s movie or something like that? And you look at it, you're like, I don't know, that looks a little weird. And then you eat it, and it is just manna from heaven. Yeah, poutine's like a hug for your digestive system. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> I'm getting hungry, you mm-hmm. know, just just now. But I mean, here here's the thing: is we've talked about the food, right? We there we could just. Babylon. In fact, I'm pretty sure we did a podcast where we talked about food from fictional stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We did. We did so, a long time ago. And then that was, we were kind of using it as a jumping off point, mainly because it's Thanksgiving, right? It's a time where you gather and, and stuff like that. So rather than doing the whole boring family and friends type of thing, what, like who would you gather? That's <laughs> funny. I had to say it that way. Who would, who, who would you gather around your nerdy table? Like, which fictional characters would you would you bring I, to your table? I feel like if you wanted to have that 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 uh, you know Norman Rockwell Thanksgiving feeling, I think you'd have to bring all the nicest characters around. You'd bring like Aang from Avatar and Kaylee from Firefly. You're looking and around your office. Right I, now for I, I I certainly am. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's let's bring back Princess Leia. She can come to the table too. I feel like she makes some good da- table talk. Like I feel like I would just try and find the most good-hearted, good-natured characters and throw them in one spot and just have that. Okay, this is there's nothing but good vibes here tonight. Where's the turkey? Well, who? Okay, so who would be the uninvited guest that would put a wrench in your plans? Because that's always got to happen. If you're if you're looking at like a sitcom standpoint, there's always that one. So who would be the one that you're like, no, but you're okay with it? Can I can I alter my first one though? Can I have? Uh... The Thanksgiving party co-hosted by Uncle Iroh and Deadpool. Yes, that would be. <laughs> I feel like that's the buddy buddy team up we need right now. They'd be like chaotic Zen. That would be <laughs> okay. So deal breakers for the Thanksgiving feast at my table. 
obviously Voldemort. You know, just throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, any any the, the super villain type people, you know, trying to destroy everything that's off the table. I think we'll just go personality wise. Could you see that? You're like, all right, it's time to carve the turkey. He's like, go with the turkey. <laughs> no, go. I feel like I, I I love me some Jane Cobb, but I don't think he'd be a very good Thanksgiving guest. He's very uh, short tempered. Yeah, short tempered. I don't think he'd help with the dishes. I don't think he'd carve the bird. He'd probably just rip off a piece or blow it up. <laughs> you know, it's each each their own. Um. Zuko, early Zuko, no. Later Zuko, yes. Oh, he'd be good, yeah. His sister, no. <laughs> Which, well, yeah, even later her was a little off the deep end there. Right. Mm. <laughs> and if we got less, like, let more realistic ones, I feel like I, I wouldn't want to have a George Costanza around. Or his parents. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be a rough night. <laughs> I feel like most of the cast of Friends, despite the name of their show, I wouldn't want to sit on a table with them for a few hours. <laughs> Maybe Joey. Chandler, for me. It's Chandler just kind of... I mean, he's, he's, he's my sense of humor, so bring it on. <laughs> what about Dr. Cox? Yeah, see, that's a tough one. Because, like... See, I wouldn't if it was if it was a happy go lucky Thanksgiving, no go. But if it's gonna be the traditional Thanksgiving where there's yelling and screaming and somebody starts a fight, I would love to have him there because it would escalate it instantly to be something entertaining. <laughs> He's your drunk uncle. That would yeah. Yeah, okay, he, so you he, know he, he could fit that role pretty well. Well, I mean it, later Dr. Cox was a little bit nicer. He could control his anger a little bit better, but but he, mm. <laughs> yeah. he could have also let it out at any given moment. Uh, what about Kelso? I'm just going to stick with the Scrubs here for a second because okay. you got you, with with Scrubs you have such a wide dynamic of people. You got the janitor, Kelso. I feel like a Scrubs cast reunion around a Thanksgiving table would be very much like a lot of people's actual family Thanksgivings. <laughs> if if they were in character, <laughs> yes, if they're in character, yeah. Because I, I feel like you have Bob Kelso would be the uh, kind of grumpy old man that is upset that things aren't the way they used to be, and wants everything his way, and upset that things are changing. You'd have Doctor Cox as the angry, angry drunk uncle. Um, you'd have JD and uh, Elliot, Elliot, the, mm. the, the star-crossed dweeby lovers that are really awkward, <laughs> ask mm. things the wrong question. Turk and Carla, the couple that's been together for a while and always has some advice or some stories. Mm-hmm. And the uh, oh, the nurse that died. What was her name? Uh... Oh, um, Laverne? Laverne. I, I, Laverne would be hosting and cooking and keeping people in line. That's true. Could you imagine her coming out of the kitchen? No, you sit down right now. I'm in Brussels sprouts. <laughs> and then the janitor would show up unannounced. <laughs> With some friends. Yep. <laughs> That'd make a good that'd make a good Thanksgiving show. Maybe we should. If they're not going to do a reunion. Maybe they could just do a reunion bit. Yeah, let's know? let's let's pitch that. <laughs> Fake doctors, real friends. If you guys are listening, I'm you know if you check out our podcast because we check out your podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man. Well, see, I'm, I'm looking around too. You know, it'd be fun to have maybe some of the. I'd say Neville would be fun. From Harry Potter, 
I don't know if I'd actually. Oh, old, young Neville there. or glown up Neville? Both. Nerdy Neville would be screwing something up, but. I was going to say, he just like knocks stuff over, but. Right. <laughs> Hermione would be fun because, you know, do some potions and whatnot and, and get things going. Ron, maybe. <laughs> Harry, no. Was your description was Hermione could be fun because she could do some potions and we can get some things going? What the- <laughs> I, I'm just throwing a context here, you know. Ah, oh, moving on. Let's see here. What about Creed? Creed Brighton. There you go. That's a guess that you don't want at Thanksgiving. Yeah, he would have been bad there. I, a lot of the Office characters would make for a, a fun Thanksgiving, but you wouldn't want to have Dwight around. I, I would love to have Kevin and his chili at Thanksgiving. The chili that he spilled on the floor? Uh-huh. That, that's one. You know, that's, circles, see, there's cir- a food right Circles there back to one the other part. It didn't necessarily look anything amazing, but the way he talked about it, I feel like Kevin had a secret, hidden passion for that chili, and it was probably the best chili ever. And every well, time I see that, I want to go make chili. <laughs> and that's the thing is too is like he'll sit there and describe how he makes it. I'm like, that doesn't sound good. And then you're like, but why do I want to try it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of foods like that too in sitcoms where you're like, oh, well maybe. I mean, like Rachel's. Holiday trifle or whatever it is, where it's like, she, oh yeah, yeah, I about that. Where the pages were stuck together, so she made like a sweet, meaty thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't eat it, but I might try it. I'm pretty sure people have actually tried to make that. So, yeah, and there's people always make the copycats off of it, but yeah. You know. mm-hmm. It's always interesting too. I think that so many, especially sitcoms, a lot of animated shows that take place in. Thanksgiving celebrating uh, settings do. But most American sitcoms ended up having a few Thanksgiving episodes if they lasted more than a season or two. Yeah, that's true. But the Thanksgiving episodes were always odd. Because you could sum it up in a nutshell, like the TGIF series of Thanksgiving episodes. Thanksgiving was, it's not quite Christmas, everybody's celebrating. Something really, really bad happens that brings them all together. They come together last minute, have a meal. Everybody's happy and thankful because things could have gone much worse. Mm-hmm. Like, that sums up 90% of every sitcom Thanksgiving episode ever, which seems like a complete cop-out to me. But there was, was it Modern Family that had a Thanksgiving episode where the, everything just all went to chaos? Oh, man. There's been a lot of sitcoms where they have a Thanksgiving episode where, I mean, because that's the, that, that, like you said, that's the formula that makes the thing is like, oh, it's Thanksgiving time and there's always something that screws it up. And then by the end, they're like, oh, Goldberg's is notorious for that. Love the show. But I mean, it's very copy and paste when it comes to like the holiday thing, mm. um, especially now that I think he's kind of ran out of <laughs> life. Oh, yeah, actual sto- life stories. Yeah. So, I mean, y- you have that aspect. But, um, and that one's just in my mind because that was, what, last week's episode or whatever, so that's fresh right there. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, especially the 90s, the 80s and the 90s sitcoms were notorious. It was just the the copy and paste, exactly what you said, where you knew exactly what was going to happen, but we still watched it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, again, holiday food on shows or cartoons, especially the holiday episodes, you're like, that looks amazing. Look at all that food. And then you get to your own Thanksgiving, you're like, Mom, why didn't you try harder? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of food, cartoons and sitcoms, this has always bugged me since I was a little kid. Have you ever, in your entire life, been Breakfast. to... 
any kind of Thanksgiving feast oh. with a cooked turkey that has the little paper things on the end of the, th- the decorated parts that they have on every animated turkey in our existence. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> like, was that something that was big in the 40s or 50s that just happened to be an animation? But that is, like, the staple. Like, little turkey emojis have the little paper things stuck on the end of the turkey legs. Why? Why, why, I why? No, I have no idea. It makes no sense because... And that's the thing, too. Is like, you'll also look at... A whole bunch of things, and they, they, we get it. We they glam it up, you know. Commercials for fast food restaurants, everything like that. They make them all glammy, so you they look appetizing. Same with the shows. It's the fruitcake thing, right? You look at a fruitcake on a show, you're like, oh, and then you see it in real life, you're like, oh, <laughs> no, thank you. No, no, it's it's right to be the butt of many jokes, right? I don't know. I mean, like, we could go on because I mean, there's there's so much. That you could talk about, like, who you want at your Thanksgiving meal, who you don't want there. I mean, there's there's plenty of, you know, you're watching, you're like, Dexter knocks on the door, you're like, <laughs> no. Of course, he'd you be a good carver. Here. He'd know how to carve the turkey you, really well. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> looking on the bright side. <laughs> right. And he'd have some stories. I mean, maybe we would let him in. We're not we're not serial killers, so he wouldn't kill us, right? We're not bad people. <laughs> um. But I mean, we, we, we could go on talking about the food and everything like that because that's one thing is I think that everybody can relate to is is food. With you know, that's why it's in a lot of episodes. That's why it's in a lot of things. You see people snacking. You know, Robert Downey Jr. had snacks all over the Avengers set. That's why on some of them he's sitting there like just eating because that wasn't part of the script. He just was like, "Eh, I'm gonna snack." So I mean, that food is kind of like intertwined in everybody's life. Obviously, we need to survive. So with Thanksgiving coming up. I would like a hook feast with some sides from other shows. <laughs> like, give me that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizza. I still, that hook feast, though, is still one of that's top tier. Yeah, yeah. I would, like, I would like some flavored wallpaper from Willy Wonka. These schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Yeah. And I would also like uh, to try Steve Martin's pizza in a cup from The Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I've recently rediscovered how much I enjoy ramen, especially if I doctored up a little bit. So I feel like pizza in a cup could be pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I, I have high hopes for it. Pretty good. <laughs> oh man, I'm an, I'm hungry now. I'm gonna go get a snack. I'm not hungry, but I'm gonna go get a snack because I want food anyway. Thank you very much for that <laughs> good conversation. But uh, we'd like to hear from you too. We've been you know jabbering about made up food and Thanksgiving things for the last. 30 minutes or something like that. So shout out on shout out chime in one of those things on social media at get geekish. And what is one (laughs) fictional food that you (laughs) don't laugh at me uh, that you would want to try right now? I mean, tell me you're an eighties kid without telling me you're an eighties kid. Shout out (laughs) too much MTV for you. (laughs) Hey, downtown Julie Brown raised me. All right. (laughs) And don't get me started about Kennedy. Oh, wow. man. Okay, so yeah, let us know at Geekish fictional foods that you think would be amazing to try. Or if that just stumps you and you can't think of anything fun, what would your Thanksgiving roundtable be if you could select some characters to be around it to spend the holiday with? Let us know. There's a lot of good ones. Mm -hmm. Let us know in the comments at Get Geekish. And uh, we wish you and yours, of course, a happy Thanksgiving, Dick. Derek, thanks for for being my podcast host for 
what do we got? 10,000 downloads now? 15,000 downloads now? Woo! We can be thankful for that, and we're thankful for Very you. Very thankful, actually. Very thankful. We are. We are. We are. So we appreciate it, and we'll talk at you next week. Bye. Nice. Recording stopped. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs>